hey, Jacob, how did that dent training go about? How, how did that work out for you? Just kind of curious. We haven't had a chance to talk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh, that was not him. That wasn't, uh, that wasn't planned want. at all. <laughs> Jacob, I'm going to start over. No, it's great. We're keeping it. We're, keep, we're rolling. We're rolling. Nuts. Well, everybody, here we are. Oh, my doing God. A, doing another podcast, and we want to know. How that did uh, I cannot continue because I didn't. Know. Was, I, we we hardly ever. Why did you get? So, why did you? Why did you react like that? It was, it was the most clear version of a planned question I've ever heard. Oh my god, that was funny. Good. We uh, that we're we're going. That's fine. This is how we do. It. It's a bonus episode. Our patreons, I'm sure, they're like, sweet. This podcast opened with a minute and sixteen of laughter. That's that's exactly what we want for a workshop podcast. Well, I didn't know that you were going to react like y'all. Y'all should have just seen him. All of a sudden, he just went nuts. I didn't know what. It, okay, everybody, I'm opening up the show. Here we are. <laughs> Sorry for all the laughter, but I'm telling you, we're sitting here at 10 o'clock at night. That's right. And uh, we talked already for what, an hour? Usually, yes. And then uh, we and I was I was wanting to know more about that Denton training. Yes. (laughs) I have no idea what I'm talking about. So funny. So how did that Denton training go? So for those for those who are curious. (laughs) I am. (laughs) So I didn't. So let's back up a little bit. I didn't get okay. to do the training in San Antonio, the PD session down there. Yeah, you got you got. Um, I got iced all in. Pros, yeah, iced in. Now there was asked out. Were you already there? No. So there okay. were that. That was the problem because people that went early because the conference was it started days ah. before I was supposed to present. But oh, okay. be, because I'm a principal and I didn't want to, I didn't want to lose a lot of days. I just wanted to be out really for one day. Um, so I was going to finish like that Tuesday I was going to work and then leave just a little bit early so I could make the drive to San Antonio, um, which is like five hours from here ish. And then stay in the hotel, eat whatever. And then the next day go to the conference, hang out and then present. Uh, everyone who went before, so it started, I think it started that Sunday. It might start that Saturday. I'm pretty sure it started that Sunday, definitely that Monday, but it was, you know, a several day conference. And so there's a lot of people that I know that I'm friends with both in uh, new district, old district who made it down there. A lot of my podcasting friends that are kind of in the same space. We all interact with each other. We all follow each other's work and, um, you know, we, we cross paths every once in a while, you know, people are reaching out saying, Hey, you know, when you're down here, meet up, let's go to lunch. Let's grab a snack. Let's get a coffee, whatever. And so I'm all hyped about doing that. They're all down there. And so I was like, Oh, sweet. I'll just catch up when I get there. And then Texas was Texas. And I showed up all of a sudden, um, everything got closed down. And then I kind of waited, uh, I, cause I'd already booked my hotel, so I really didn't have a place to go. And I was really going to drive out, but it was, I mean, it was, it was just not going to kind of bad. Well, it wasn't going to be worth it in the end. It would take a long time to get there. And then I wouldn't know if I could have gotten back in time was the ultimate deal breaker for me. 
it was there was uh, getting there would have probably been okay but i was like i don't know if this stays longer like where am i gonna go like i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna be stuck down there and i'm gonna miss more days and it was already chaotic because of you know but i didn't know that we we stayed closed all week on campus but i didn't know that information because they just called it day by day so i really didn't know and i didn't want to leave my other ap's kind of in the lurch because I was presenting for, you know, the hour and a half, you know, if it was different, if I was a keynote speaker, I would have probably done it, but I was just kind of one of many speakers. So I was like, meh. Um, so I didn't do that, but I ended up doing the Denton one. And that one was actually really cool. Um, I kind of did the same thing. I, I didn't really, um, I went to, uh, just kind of a, a handful of sessions, but then, um, you know, I, showed up to this one session that was before me that I wanted to do. And then the lady couldn't show up because she was iced in from somewhere else. So I ended up in this room forever. And so I set up and I was just kind of hanging out in the room, just uh, hanging out and doing whatever. And then someone uh, who follows me on Instagram has followed teach me teacher listens to craft and draft. Uh, She like came in a little early I was like, Hey, am I too early? And I was like, no. And then we started talking and she works around here and we got to, she knows, um, a coworker from the the campus that you and I worked at. I'll tell you who they are off air. Um, but they run into each other because he's in her district now. And I was like, Oh yeah, I know Jacob. And sure enough, you know, he does. And, uh, mm-hmm. we, we just kind of, it was, it was fun to talk. Cause I talked to her and once she told me who she was on Instagram, I realized that I had spoken to her before just kind of in DMS and stuff about teaching and stuff. Um, and so it was really cool to meet, her. And then I ran into, you know, a few others who came to the session that were nice enough to tell me, they're like, Hey, you know, I listened to teach me teacher, or I'm a, I'm a big fan of teach me teacher and craft and draft. There were several of those comments, um, which was kind of cool. So I got to kind of hang out with our people a little bit, which was the ultimate, ultimate highlight. I like to see the faces rather than the numbers that listen to us. Um, but it was good. I think, you know, the, the group that we had was really, uh, they were really great. They were, there was a, a person that's, I think she works at region 11, but she's kind of on the social studies side. And she, she paused me before I started and she goes, Hey, you know, I'm social studies. Am I going to be able to get something from this? And I was like, I think everyone can get something from learning how to engage kids in writing. Um, I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, just keep in mind the examples I'm using is really English focused, but just think about, okay, if this was a social studies excerpt, what would that look like? And then by half of it going through, she pulled me aside again and was like, oh yeah, this is great. I love this process. Um, oh, awesome. and so she was, she was really into it. So it was kind of cool to just, just be in that moment because, you know, and I, I know you feel this too, Ochoa, but you know, we, we sit at the, the mic and, you know, we, we talk about the, our experiences and, and so the expertise that we have, but also just our questions. And, um, we work through a lot of complicated issues together. And so there it, it's sometimes it feels like I, I say this all the time, but it really does feel like we talk into a void often because it's right because you just don't see the reaction. You don't see the people that we're helping. Now we and craft and draft a little different because we have the Patreon. And so we have a, a little bit deeper relationship, but teach me teacher. Like I, I have people that I recognize, but there's also, I mean, there's literally tens of thousands of people that I've never hear from. And so, um, not that I need to, but it's just, it's different when people come in and you're like, Oh man, you've been like the, the girl that I was talking to that she'd been listening. She'd been listening to the podcast since like 2017 or 2018. 
Like, oh wow! Like she's been, she's like she's she's in it. Like she's <laughs> she probably mm-hmm. knows more about what I said than me. So um, it's just cool. I, I love that process, and I can't wait for you and I to kind of once we start taking craft and draft on the road. Um, eventually down the line, it'll be cool to, to start making those connections with people and they'll be like, Oh yeah, I've been listening to y'all since 2020 during the, the during the pandemic. <laughs> and when y'all didn't know yeah, when you're just getting started, that's right. It's going to happen. And so anyway, it was mm-hmm. good. I had a lot of fun. It's always good to take the, the work that I did with rightfully empowered and see how it connects to, um, other educators. So it's exciting. Oh, that's awesome. So what was the, um, so the one in didn't, what was the title of the conference? I mean, like what, it what was, was so the conference all about? They're, they're, they're the sister conferences. So one was TCEA. That was the one in, uh, San Antonio. That one's bigger. Um, that, that's okay. like the, the huge conference. They had Matthew K, uh, as one of the guests, he was one of the keynotes there. I had him on the podcast. They had Mr. D there. Um, I've had him on the podcast, uh, sneak peek he's coming back on teach me teacher recently i'm going to talk to him about two weeks which i'm super excited and he's huge um he's his audience has only grown since i talked to him last but um so they they that's like a huge you know there's keynotes there's there's sessions there's everything um and then this one is tct ela so this is like the the it's it's kind of the digital version but it's just kind of like the smaller sister conference so to speak it's it's so so this is all about technology, right? Part of it. It's it's kind of it's combining technology, but the the theme of both of them was really kind of empowering voices, which is why I wanted to go to both. Oh, that's why. Okay. That so it just fit the narrative of what rightfully empowered mm-hmm. is and um and, and just kind of my my focus with that book. And so when I saw that that was kind of the theme of the conferences, that's why I wanted to go is because that's that's really where the focus was. So there was I mean there was people there um, advocating for, you know, all, all like, you know, choice voice and everything else, which is really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go to a conference, uh, in Houston in April. Of course, it's my Abydos conference. I'm not presenting this year. Sometimes I do, but I'm not this year. I'm just going to go and attend. But if, um, but anyway, it's in Houston and, um, Anyway, it's Abydos International. If anybody wants to check into that, they accept all teachers and stuff. And so uh, anyway, it's always worth it because you have all the the teachers like us and they get up there and present. But it's all about uh, English and workshop and all of that. So I'll be doing that April 22nd. I'll be out doing that. But I'm not presenting this year. But I sure like to go to those types of things. I've done the TCTEA or whatever it is. I've Mm -hmm. done that before. Uh, but it's been a while since I've been in it or have gone to it. Well, in any case, today, ladies and gentlemen, we are here for a bonus episode of Craft and Draft. Those of you who pay attention to the Patreon know that we release one of our old bonus episodes on the free feeds, and we were going to give you guys a brand new episode. And this one is really driven by one of our Patreon supporters who wanted this question asked. And it's something that we've struggled with before. Ochoa, I sent it to her and she was like, yep, I'm, that's my problem right now. Or that's what I'm thinking about right now. Oh, well, yeah. Cause I mean, what we were talking about, I had that issue exactly on Friday. I mean, it just showed up and almost not planned. I mean, for me, I didn't realize they were going to do it. Next thing I know, I had nobody in my class. 
But before I read this, I want to tell you, thank you mm-hmm. to Alicia, Brandy, Leah, Mark, Amy, Sarah, Rebecca, Courtney, Carol, Melissa, Destiny, Lori, Natalie, Susan, Tracy, Adrea, Hannah, Lori, Jen, and Matt for supporting the podcast because you guys are the reason we're doing this. We mm-hmm. love doing these bonus episodes, giving you extra content to satisfy your PD needs. But with that said, Hannah had actually sent us a question. She said, my district is doing testing for ELL students for a week soon. During this week, those students will be out of class for the entire week. I have a significant population of those students in each class. What do you recommend I do in class for that week with the other students? She says, I teach eighth grade ELA, by the way. We usually follow a 15-minute mini lesson, 15-minute reading, and 15-minute writing daily routine. So, uh, answer this one specifically, but also I liked this question because it deals with the filler lesson. The idea that not everything we do is going to be top tier because there is interruptions. There's fire drills. There's lockdown drills. There's presentations. There's community days. There's, there's every kid's absent because of a Event, there's testing that goes down, there's everything under the sun that disrupts what you would usually do. And every teacher has the feeling of, man, I really don't want to put together a hardcore lesson because I'm going to leave all these other kids behind, or it's going to be a waste of time because not enough kids are going to get it. So, I guess, in terms of going at her question, what how do you think about these filler lessons that are that are inevitable in teaching? Well, I mean, I, again, I like to, when I do things, I, I have like a whole plethora, if you will, of just strategies and different things that I fall back on. Uh, most of them deal with reading and writing, discussion, uh, debate, those types of things. So uh, I don't usually, you know me, I'm not one that just plays games or things like that. So I I usually... Um, turn it into some sort of writing or something like that, that they can do where they have a lot of choice as usual. So that's kind of, I mean, I can get into more specifics, but I didn't know. What are you, what are you thinking on that? I mean, that's kind of where I land too. Uh, You know, I've, I guess for the most part, you know, if you're, if you have a workshop going, there should always be something kids are working on. There's always a piece that kids can go back into. There's there's something that can be done that isn't limited to having a lesson that day. And I think right. that's I think that's kind of the sweet spot. Now, would I be lying if I said that's how my class always was? Of course. I there was definitely times, you know, I, I talk about it rightfully empowered, the 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 expanding and and limiting uh, aspect or shrinkage of the workshop. Um, at the beginning of workshop, everything's wide and kids are choosing and they're doing all this. And then as a workshop is closing down on a piece or on a unit or on a grading period, things are more limited. So it really depends on timing. I mean, I've definitely had times where let's say we, uh, you know, we had a huge population of ELLs in our classes and in my classes, and when they would do testing, you know, sometimes it was the time where it's like, man, that we're kind of at the end of a unit. Kids aren't really working on anything. There's not enough kids for me to say, hey, all right, just work on your pieces because a lot of them have kind of finished up or whatever. And so it left this kind of nebulous 
concept, so to speak, where I had to, <laughs> I had to pick something to do. Um, now I do have, before we talk about, I'm trying to, I have answers to this. I'm just trying to think about which ones I want to talk about first. So I guess, let me talk about, let's say the workshop isn't going strong right now for whatever reason. We're at the end of a unit. Things have already kind of finished. There's kids aren't really in, in the, the weeds of their pieces or maybe the, in the weeds of their literature circle books or whatever. So one thing I've done, and I, I swear by this process, I did. I don't know if I've ever told this story before. I might have. So pardon me. I, I, you know this story, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I've told it on this show specifically. I know I've told it on Teach Me Teacher. I think, but I, my first year, I had this idea. It was one of these days. It was I was teaching social studies as a brand new teacher. Uh, I had a good relationship with my kids, and I. I had this idea to basically um, talk to, I, I wanted to set my students up. Sorry, I'm adjusting something. I wanted to set my kids up for this. Uh, so hang on, let me back up. Let me back up. Sorry. I'm, I'm trying to figure out the, the, the details of this. So what I wanted to do was I, my kids were all out. There was, there was things going wrong um, in terms of like the, my lesson was being disrupted. Kids were out, they were doing all this. And I was like, okay, so what do I do? What am I going to do with these kids who need something? I wasn't a good enough teacher yet. Cause it was my first year. I couldn't just kind of manage them. I needed a task. And I was like, you know what? They always ask questions about me. So what I did is I made a crossword that was all about <laughs> me. Right. You remember this story. So, uh-huh. I, I, it was a lot. Some of it was easy, like stuff that they had asked me before. And some of it was like a little bit more in depth. Now I didn't ask anything that they couldn't find the answer to, right? I'm all over social media, even back then. Um, so they could easily find out some of these things, but I knew I had told enough things to enough kids that they could start talking to each other. And I never told them they couldn't collaborate. And so what happened was when they got to the more difficult questions, like I had stuff on there, like who's my favorite rap artist and things like that. They were like, oh, and so they started talking and they were like, what does Chastain play in the classroom? And they started, you know, kind of figuring out stuff or, or talking about like, what, what are the three instruments Chastain plays? And they would try to figure those things out. And it was a really cool activity. The funny thing is the first time I did this though, remember, I'm not a good teacher yet. So the first time I do this, we have district people on campus. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and we're in Peel. We're we're no, we're at lunch. And one of them walk in, and I share this story with my principal uh, and the district people that were there. And my principal's like, "Oh, that's an idea." <laughs> and, you know, just in the context, it just didn't work out the way. Uh, you know, there, there was some things there that I probably shouldn't have said just given whatever, but it was, it, what's funny though, it really did work out. It worked out as a great team builder. And so I refined this process over time, right? I didn't do it so willy nilly, but I get once a year, I made this little crossword about myself and it, what I used it for though, it was, it was one of those filler times when I needed something to do, but truthfully I did it as a team builder because mm -hmm. the kids would do this and a relationship built with me and them because it's a fun day. Kids are really into mm -hmm. it. They become obsessive about it. They don't finish. And so they start talking. And so all day kids are just trying to figure out how to finish this crossword about me and truth. I mean, it's, is it 
rigorous? No. Is it academic? No. But is it a great relationship builder? Is it a great team builder for kids? Absolutely. I think it was super fun. So um, anyway, that would be uh, one tip I would give to someone is just do something like that to where mm-hmm. it's not workshop. It's, it's, it's not anything. It's, it's, a, it's a good relationship builder. But truthfully, I, I think I would do it every year still to this day if I could. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I, uh, I think you're, I think relationships, that's really a good way to do that. That would be good. So no, but, I, but yeah, it would be my, like, if I chose to do something like that, that's the minute they come in and observe me. And it'd well, be like, and you, uh, and you've done that before. I turn this into a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, no. Um, well, just the other day, actually, we, uh, we hang on. Well, the other day we're in the middle of a workshop. So so it didn't really apply with what your question is. But I like to keep maybe some pictures on hand or I have done this. And I used to have like uh, cards with pictures. Like I would collect different cards, you know, that had different pictures and things like that on them, note cards or not note cards, but postcards and things like that. But now we have the digital format, so it's a lot easier. So you just kind of some interesting pictures if you have them on hand. And then what you can always do with that is you put a picture up and then they all write a story and you can do writing roulette. I like to do writing roulette and that's where I put them in a circle and you can do this at any point, anytime, anywhere. And that's why I like it. And so you give them a picture and then they have to create a story about that picture. And then you give them so much time. And then and then you say stop. And then everybody passed theirs, you know, their story to the right. And then the next person has to read what that person next to them just wrote. And then they have to add to the story. And then you go so long and then you pass to the right, pass to the right till you get all the way through. And uh, and so everybody's working together on this this story. And then at the end, um, they, you know, they read it out. And then in their group, they figure out which one ended up being the best story. And then that's the one that each table shares out. And so it's kind of fun. And it's a it's a nice activity. You're still writing. They're still having to read. They're collaborating. It does do a little team building like that and sometimes it makes them mad because they have this idea of what their story is going to be like and then when they get it back it's like what this is not what I had in mind you know and so they have to learn to accept what other people say and but sometimes it's just it's just a lot of fun so that would be one I would do at any point anytime and you can just do it with any picture that's kind of interesting that kind of doesn't tell the whole story in the picture it kind of it's kind of leaves a little hint of surprise or something like that. So uh, that's one thing that I like to do. So I've done that. You know, and truthfully, I'm thinking of other stuff I've done. You know, I, I highly recommend, you know, we were the campus, you know, that you're at, but that I was at for years, you know, for a long time, we were very Kagan focused. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's all about team building and culture building. And so those days when that would happen, um, though that would be a time where like, I would like, I have a video, it's one of my biggest videos on Facebook actually. Uh, but it's called let kids be kids. If anyone's curious and hasn't seen it. Um, but it's, it's, I used to use Kagan has a, it's, it's, it's something, it's like something, something in goofy games or whatever, like silly sports and goofy games. That's what it is. But it's mm-hmm. all cooperative learning focused, kind of like team builders. Um, and like on days like that, I would take kids outside and we would do kind of like these collaborative moments or like we would read for 20 minutes 
just as a class, do a reflection, talk about our books, and then go out there for the remainder of the time and do something. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with with that, especially, you know, here in middle school, Hannah, like they're eighth graders, but, you know, doing fun stuff like that, like there's that, that's like a perfect time. Now, it is, you know, you don't want to those the other kids who are gone to miss out on that stuff all the time. But I think that's a perfect kind of filler piece, so to speak. Um, mm mm-hmm. And truthfully, you know, I don't, I think there's nothing wrong with even doing a lesson that day. Like maybe it's not like a key one, but like a fun lesson where you just pick like a, a picture book that you want to read through out loud or, Mm -hmm. or a slam poem or a, a Ted talk or something like that. And just have kids just relate to it and don't, you know, you don't have to tie it to specifically to really academic questions, but maybe just for those kids, you know, and just enriching, you know, they're learning that day. Um, and that's, I, 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 I think we overthink often those moments where it's like, oh my God, well, these kids are going to miss this. So I can't do it. And it's like, well, I mean, a lot of kids miss stuff all the time. Like, it'll be okay. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, I think you can still jump into a lesson and, and it's, it's nothing horrible. As long as there's not like a key assignment attached to it, I think it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, like the other day we did, uh, you know, during our drama unit, I gave one of my classes um, and, I, and I shared this in another podcast, I think, but um, gave them a short little play. Mm-hmm. And so and I put them in teams and then they had to read it and then figure out the roles and then they had to present their play. And everybody had to, you know, they kind of ended up voting on which one was. So I had like four teams and two went against each other and then the other two went against each other. And then, and then the two that hadn't gone against each other again, went against each other. So they presented it twice, but it was kind of, it was really fun. Um, and the kids, you know, talking about building teamwork and things like that. And, and you, so you're still doing your content, but it was just a little short, you know, little bitty play. And you could do that with the story or, it doesn't have to be a play itself. They could do reading theater with anything. And so that would be give them a short little piece and then they have to figure out what the parts are. And then they, you know, they kind of have to put on their production. It's kind of fun. And you can do that anytime. Um, another thing I like to do too is on days that are, I need quiet. <laughs> It doesn't matter, if, but you can do it if you have like everybody missing that day and you just have a few people. But anyway, they have to they have to communicate with each other. And the only way they can communicate is they have to have a silent dialogue. And so they have to write. So so they you put them with you give them scenarios and then they have to write their dialogue to each other. So you might could put two unlikely people together like um Oh, I don't know, like a rapper and a country music singer. And then they meet and then they have to have a conversation about something and you give them a scenario and then they, but they, you give them two different ink colors, right? Two different colors of pen. And then they have to pass their paper back and forth. So they're doing notes, but they're actually, nobody's talking. They're all just having to do dialogue uh, back and forth with each other. And so it's a great way to teach a little bit of dialogue and yet have a lot of fun. And then uh, then at the end, they share their dialogue out in front of everybody and they kind of act it out. So I like to do a lot of stuff like that sometimes. So it's not really a game, but it's it is a lot of fun. And I think eighth graders. Yeah, and I think eighth graders would have a lot of fun with it. 
Uh, especially if you can give them, you can even let them create the scenarios. It's okay. As long as it's classroom appropriate, mm-hmm. but, uh, but two unlikely people, two unlikely beings end up running into each other at a park. And this is what happens, you know? So it's, it's really kind of a, kind of a neat exercise, but you teach dialogue and things like that. And, and, uh, you, you can even put some parameters on there that, you know, you have to in the dialogue, uh, you have to let let the audience know, if you will, what they're like, what they look like, or something like that. You know, you have to develop the character with mm-hmm. that dialogue. So you can you can do some parameters like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of fun. Well, and truthfully, too, like <clears throat> one thing I've seen at the the high school level that's I think is totally fine is you know there's so much going on in you know high school students lives they, it's really uh incredible the amount of things that high school kids have to do but mm-hmm. um a lot of teachers like they have catch up days and it's like hey today's a catch up day get whatever mm-hmm. you need to get done done here um and I, I don't see anything wrong with doing that at the middle school level either it's like hey use this time to catch up on your piece to finish editing to work on your portfolio to uh, turn in missing work to do test corrections, whatever. And, you know, what, however, Hannah is running her class or however, whoever's listening to this, however you're running your class, it just comes down to really setting up those systems to where, you know, every once in a while, these days are just built in and, and have them ready for mm-hmm. a day when, when kids are out. And, uh, you know, I, I think, the last several years of teaching, I think any day I had like this truthfully were it was almost always, Hey, we're going to read for an extended period of time. So 25 minutes, 30 minutes. Oh yeah. And then we're going to write like that. That was like mm-hmm. the the time. And then some classes, especially when I like the seventh grade class, the kids that were in rightfully empowered when they were in seventh grade. I mean, we got to the point and they got to the point where they, I could just leave it open and they would choose to read or write. Um, with fidelity, like it, they weren't really avoiding anything and I wasn't asking them to do either. And they would just like a lot of them would read for a little bit and then they would write and then read again. Or a lot of them would read the entire time mm-hmm. because they had already written their piece or they were caught up and didn't really need to work on it. And it works perfectly because they had been with me for two years and I didn't need to really police them. And so I just spent that time either catching up on my work or conferencing pretty much with kids. And it, those, those days were really my favorites. And they ended up being a lot of my Fridays, ironically enough towards mm-hmm. the end of my time with them. I was like, Hey, it's Friday. There's no lesson today. Your choice to read or write go. And it was, it was awesome. And they, they, mm-hmm. they just really enjoyed the time, but that, that took a process and that, that took time. And so, and it also just with those kids, like the, the class that I had after that, I couldn't do that because they were. <laughs> that does make a difference. Um, and so your your mileage may vary. Uh, but I think if you set up your your time, I mean, I, I, I don't see anything wrong with, hey, kids are out today. Kids, let's just let's set a goal for today. Sweet. We're setting our reading goals. Let's read 25 minutes, put a timer up. And then after that, we're going to jump into our writing. No pressure. I'm just going to walk around conferencing. As long as you are on task, then we'll call it gold today. And kids, Mm -hmm. nine times out of ten, I felt like they really enjoyed those days because it just kind of, it got rid of a lot of the pressure. Um, Another thing you could have, too, is, is just have some articles that are kind of interesting topics and just set them out there and say, hey, um, especially if you have them just for that 45 minute period. I mean, like we had them 
Like I have mine for a 90 minute period because I have them, you know, for two class periods. So what you're talking about really makes sense. But let's say you just have them for about a 45, 50 minute period. Well, have some articles, just a variety of, of things on hand, and then just have the kids pick an article, read about it, and then you can put them in groups and or you could have them go find somebody who didn't read your article and tell them about your article. I mean, and then that's it. That's all you do. But they read the article, talk about it, and then they might be, you know, you might have them work with different groups. And so, I mean, that that wouldn't take anything at all to do if you already know that you're going to have a date. Now, the other day, uh, when I said I was living it right then, is I decided to have a practice day for the to make sure the kids knew where to go and everything for the telpas. And uh, I didn't realize that I thought, actually, they only gave me an eighth grade list <laughs> so because I had and they said it was during leadership, but apparently it was extended into my fourth period class. So all of a sudden I'm like, I was in the middle because my fourth period, the way it works is I have them for 30 minutes. Then they go to lunch. I get them back for 30 minutes. Then they go to their advisory or leadership is what we call it. And then I get them back for their final hour. So it's like they go and come, go and come. So here I have, I've been in the middle of a lesson. In the middle of the lesson, I did not realize they were going to keep them. So we they send them off. And what I do in that class, because the first half of the period is all broken up. You know, they, they, they're with me, they leave, they're with me, they leave. And then they're with me for a longer time period. And so, so in other I words, the best schedule. <laughs> yes, it's rough. I mean, it really is. And this is a group that I have a lot of, I mean, I have to have a co-teacher in there. So I have some people with some IEPs. I have to have so many hours with, with this, with a specialist. So anyway, it's kind of an amazing class and I love the kids. They're really awesome. And, but it, I had to figure out how to work the schedule. So what we typically do is on Mondays and Wednesdays, they come in and they read. And that's what we do for the first half. They read and then they do a response or they share whatever with their reading. And then on Tuesdays, Thursdays, they come in during that first period and they write. And then when they come back, then they do the other thing. Then they they work on the reading or the writing. And, and the reason I I did it alternate like that is because I had a class period before that's hard to for them to even get started so I was like not getting to the reading or not getting to the writing when I kept it because the class was so slow at getting started because of their behaviors I had to get all that order so I decided to alternate and I think I shared this earlier in the year but I had to alternate in order to make sure I got reading and writing done because they were good for the first 30 minutes of class and after that woo, you know, tell them what's going to happen with that group. So that, so I just kept that system to keep myself sane. But anyway, and then when they come back, that fourth period class, fifth, fourth, fifth, actually fourth, six, it doesn't matter. So anyway, they come back for that, their, the bigger time. And that's when I do my lesson. So we do all writing ahead. And then I, I have to, that class is totally flipped. Well, so I haven't even done my lesson yet. I'm about to do my lesson. I had it all planned. I've done it all day long, right? And they keep them. <laughs> and when I say they keep them, the only people back were about four people. All I had was four or five people. That's all I had in the room. And I'm like, where did everybody? What? And I look at And they are like all telpos people. I had no idea that most of my class in that particular class was all telpos. And I'm like, 
oh, okay. And they were gone for the whole time. So in that case, I did exactly what you said. I said, okay, you can read, you can write. We're working on our paper. If you need to, if you're not finished with that, work on your pet, you know, whatever the essay you're, you're working on. And then, um, and then make sure you check all of your, your uh, grade book and, make up any work you need. And then I'll walk around the room. And so that's pretty much it. Well, then uh, they were all doing that. And then one of the kids says, Mr. Show, I have a question. So how long have you been teaching? And all of a sudden, then it turned in, I should have had a, a crossword puzzle. Because <laughs> I, I became all about, so who are you, Miss Ochoa? And what do you do? How do you do? <laughs> how many kids do you have? It was all about asking me questions about me. It was funny. But that's what happened that day. And that's the, that's the thing. And I think it's, you know, the, the number one fact about teaching is that <clears throat> things aren't always going to work out the way you think they're going to work out. And you that's just gotta, true. you just gotta run with the punches. And some, some, uh, some weeks it's really frustrating because it's like you, you lay out all the interruptions and the stuff that has to go down and the, the requirements. And then you end up and you're sitting back and you're going, man, I have like five days to really teach out of 16 nurse. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. And so it just, it, it becomes, you know, I think that's the power of workshop truthfully is I think workshop is the most adaptable um, piece or the adapt, the most adaptable way to set up a class that, that can be flexible to really any situation especially if you have a, a strong workshop going. I mean, at any point when you can say, Hey kids, we're reading for the majority of today or we're writing for the majority of today, then I think you're golden. That that's mm -hmm. the, that's the sweet spot, um, to, to a lot of this. And like I said, you know, the, the height of my teaching career was, was the rightfully empowered kids when they were in seventh grade when I had them for the second time. And they, I mean, we, we literally like they would beg to be like, can we just write today? Can we mm -hmm. just read today? And I, mm -hmm. I even had that with my more rough classes and I was a literacy coach and I had that group of 20, you know, that you helped me with. There was days like towards, you know, half the year and further where I could do that. I was like, hey, kids, today we're going to read. And they're like, sweet. Or they would be begging for more reading time and more writing time. And they would have never believed mm -hmm. that they would be asking that um, back then. By the way, and this is totally off topic. I was a. It was it was late night. I had stayed for the a basketball game at my campus, so it's like ten o'clock. I had gone to the gas station real quick as I was going home. I ran into one of them. They were oh, you did? Yeah, she was talking about how they'll be uh, graduating soon and all this other stuff. So that was that was super exciting because they're all seniors now, which is interesting. Oh, wow. So yeah, I know. And so I was. Uh, I, it was cool. I talked to her for a little bit. She was super excited. I was surprised she recognized me because I, I was like, it was like at, at night and like she caught me like in the car and I was like, oh, who's this? I rolled down my window mm -hmm. and then there she was and she had, she had all good things to say. She was excited. But um, anyway, uh, workshop, set up your class. And I'm, you know, if Hannah's, you know, she's a listener and a supporter of the show. So I'm sure she already has this. I just don't overthink it. Put you know, if your kids can, can, would love to read and write that day, half and half, would they have a full day of writing, a full day of reading? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think, in, in fact, right. I think we need more of those days where it's not 
driven by a mini lesson all the time. And it's driven by Mm -hmm. just what they want to do slash what they need to work on. Yeah, no, I think that's a, that is true. And, and, you know, the more we read or have those opportunities to, for the kids to read and for the kids to write and we give them that extended time, they do appreciate it. Um, and, you know, it's like, even if you do a whole novel that, you know, they could, that would be a day they could, could be working on that. It doesn't matter as long as they're, like you said, they're reading and writing. I had a kid the other day. Um, he is not a reader, was not a reader. And uh, the other day he's like, Miss Ochoa, you remember when we read, you know, uh, The Outsiders, that's a really good book. And and I'm, I, I, I'm now one, I'm reading this book and it's kind of like that one. And I mean, so... I don't think if if I had not given them that time to read and write, like you're talking about, like just extended time, I don't think he would be reading today. So I think I think yeah, anytime you can give them that opportunity, it's a good thing. And that is it for this bonus episode, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did doing my teach me teacher outro. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I need like to put my scripts on my wall because I have certain ways to close out certain shows, but this has been a bonus episode. Thank you for being a Patreon supporter. Whether you are current, whether you're going back through the bonus episodes because you are a new Patreon supporter, or maybe you found this because you're an alien civilization and you found this, this track thousands of years from now. And you're like, who are these people? We're workshop (laughs) teachers is who we are. Welcome. Anyway, <laughs> leave us a question. Send us a DM if you want us to talk about something. You know we love to jump in and have fun, especially on these bonus episodes, because you know we we always feel a little bit more kindred with you guys because yep. y'all know us. We we've seen your faces in our, our Zoom trainings and and everything else. But we will have back to our reg- regular scheduled programming on the free feeds coming this Friday so don't fret this is your bonus episode because we released a previous one to kind of advertise the Patreon a little bit on the last one reach out if you want us to talk about a specific topic idea event etc but for everything else ladies and gentlemen know that we are here for you <laughs> <laughs>